good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Whenever, wherever you are, it's your host, Andrew C., here at the Working Class Observer, the Class Warfare Report, Transmission 06122020. What it do? Another fresh morning. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Um, you know, it could be a lot better. It always could be a lot better. You know, uh, we're not living exactly in the times that I had always imagined. But, uh, you know, we do, we, we make do with what we can, right? Uh, there's no problem with being here. There's no problem being here in this time and place because this is where the most work is needed to be done. Um, and here I am working class observer and here there you are either watching this on youtube twitch or listening on the podcast which is broadcasted through anchor fm and placed onto your favorite podcast platform um everything's been kind of rough because like i've been saying for the past three days or so that i've been setting this up as i go so there is a podcast that is late i think it was yesterday's podcast um i think that's going to be um a concurring um a continuing occurrence good morning um i'm gonna probably have the podcast that i record right now this is it it's gonna have to usually follow a day later just because of how long it takes to convert and get it all uh loaded up and shit like that so that's frustrating um i was hoping that it would be a really smooth process and i could just get it done that day but uh I guess what I'm just going to have to do is uh, record the transmission, have it go up on YouTube and Twitch before it actually gets to any of the podcast platforms. Um, So uh, that's what's going to happen. So if you ever want uh, uh, a little bit more live action, please come around this time, usually at 6 o'clock on Twitch and uh, Twitch is live, and then I uh, archive it later on YouTube where it can be viewed as much as you want. And then later, that will be then on podcasts. You can get it on the go. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And uh, But there's no reason that the train should stop. It's a happy Friday for all my workers out there. If you work a regular work week, happy Friday. I hope you uh, get through this motherfucker and go enjoy your weekend as soon as possible. Uh, I know I hope to. Um, and I know for some of y'all out there, weekends don't really exist anymore. And for you, I'm sending out solidarity and hope that we change this quickly. And, uh, I, you know, if you, if you, uh, if tomorrow happens to be your day off, please have fun tonight. Uh, maybe go protest. Uh, they still need the numbers. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with my weekend. I can barely figure out what I'm going to do right now. Um, I definitely should go protest. I think I am planning on taking my dog out here because we haven't spent any time outside, um, like significant chunks of time outside. So I think we're going to take that step and go, go out for some, uh, nature pleasure, uh, tomorrow morning. And then the rest of it, I, I have had no plans. Um, it's probably going to involve politics in some way or another because I can't escape it. I can't. I've tried. I've tried to leave it. I've tried to 
uh, kill it. I've tried to cut its head off, but much like the dead, it just keeps coming back, really. Um, that probably doesn't translate. I meant more like zombies, but, you know, it's just like I can't avoid this thing that actually has a lot more sway on our material conditions and thus our existence than we uh, always accredit it to. Um, you know, some people are willing to blame conspiracy theories from George Soros, Jews to, uh, lizard people. I think it's just a fucked up list of priorities and is actually, uh, pretty easy to fix if everybody gets on board. That's just me though. Um, I think the other people agree. I think pe other people agree. Um, so I really want to find an article that will be great. Uh, for today, but um, normally on the transmission podcast here, I usually just find two articles or so uh, that would be interesting to cover, uh, something relevant of what's going on, um, something that is, uh, yeah, uh, uh, either a pressing issue or something um, that is closing in. Um, I've talked about free speech, uh, data collection, uh, and uh, the police brutality. I know what we want to really keep up with here most of the time is the Seattle Autonomous Zone. Um, it's kind of hard to get updates because I feel like this is a situation that is going to be changing a lot more on the ground before it gets uh, coverage. And the, un uh, uh, the other unfortunate thing is, is I am pretty sure that none of my uh, most conflict journalists that I follow are out there. So... Um, what's going to end up happening is that as this builds and if it does continue to build it has it's probably going to still need more time how am i not a part of no names book club what am i doing if you are not a part of no name book club no name is a hip-hop artist who throwed a fist up and like she uh really is uh, a very intelligent rapper and she kills it um she's poetic um calling her a rapper is a disjustice uh, it's not justice just to call her a rapper, but she is a comrade who is spreading it through psalms and parables, and I dig it, bro. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know of the journalists who are going out there. What you're going to want to do is try to find some freelancers or, uh, um, uh, there's not too many journalists that I know that either run, um, a podcast either that would be able to to cover this and so right now we're gonna get pretty it's gonna be pretty dark but uh like not not in like uh uh negative or positive outcomes dark mostly like they're going dark because they're building in the autonomous zone i think all we're really gonna find is live videos from now and even that's still pretty sparse which is fascinating because then I'm kind of thinking that um, the city of Seattle hasn't, or this section of Seattle, it's not the city of Seattle, but definitely the section of Seattle has not grasped the gravity of an autonomous zone. And uh, I'm not sure that they've, uh, that the state wants to stop anything out that is uh, that small. It's not a threat to them. It's not necessarily reaching a level of Rojava um, or Catalonia of the like. It's just uh, we're definitely, you know, it's it's showing uh, it's a flex on the police that we really haven't had in a, a long while. 
does say here that police retract claims that Seattle's Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone protesters tried to extort li- local businesses. Ha 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 ha! But the, th- the, the, the always shitty thing about when they come out with a lie is that when they have the retraction afterwards, it usually does not fucking matter. Because you already got enough uh, conservatives and uh, people who are already... Uh, 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 who all who are already look? It, it says that it was reported on Fox News. Um, who are already against the movement? This just putting that out there for five minutes is enough to discredit it for uh, enough people. So, because there's people that aren't waiting for more news, they aren't waiting for retractions, updated information. They want to think that this is the way that the world is, and that's how it works. And they they uh don't want to see a, a constantly evolving timeline history. Uh, time, you know, and they don't want to see change. Um, they're afraid of it. It scares them. Whatever it pops up. Um, I guess I might as well read this one real quick, just because it is uh relevant to what is going on in Seattle. And like I said, I don't think we're gonna get too much coming out of Seattle. Um, as long as the moment's still growing. I mean, they've basically just made a protest zone, like a literal safe space to where the cops cannot touch them um, without bad optics, really, um, like terrible bad optics. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, you know, I had been spamming their uh, chat talking about how they should um, form coalitions, mutual aid, and the like, because all of that is very important to making sure that the uh they have the support and numbers to hold down all right so you know if you ever want to just like check in on the city itself also to just watch someone's actions i would say like if you want to see what type of uh uh, tree that something is you know just watch the the fruit that it bears like what are they doing what kind of work are they doing Sometimes, of course, there's like the the um, honeymoon oh. stage where someone can act Another like technical there's issue. someone else for so long, for like two weeks or, you know, a month or whatever. And then it just all falls to pieces. So that's where it's like, look at, watch their actions, make sure it's not just the honeymoon stage. And then also look at their history. What's the history of like, what are they doing in the city? Or what are they like, what does this person yeah. say about them? What does that person say about them? Yeah. And even then now you have to judge like, well, okay, well, what are the motives of this person? Is this person one of their exes? I don't know a lot of people's exes that have great things to say about them. I do have some exes that have great things to say about me. I have exes that have horrible things to say about me. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying though? Like checking on those things, like is it a is it a is it an ex is it an ex friend, you know what I mean? Or something like that or whatever, because now they might have had a fallout. They might become friends in the next two months. But while you're talking to them in the interim, now they're talking shit about them. And then two months later you see them together. Hmm. That's why I'm kind of advocating that anybody really, 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 really interested, like myself, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I have the possibility, but um, anybody that's really interested should go to Seattle and visit this historic moment. I don't uh, see why not. Um, The only thing is, is, yeah, just the fact that it's at a very baby, baby phase of what's going on. Um, it's a movement that has a lot more room to grow and, uh, not really sure what form it's going to take. And it all depends on factors, material conditions that continue to build as this continues. Um, so like covering it literally almost every second, 
um, kind of leaves us blank to a lot of other things that are going on. I think that they uh, need to really focus on their community, figure out how they're going to find sustainable food uh, and uh, ways to keep their uh, block alive with electricity, I guess. Um, because, you know, at this point, you have to have this is almost a general strike. It's almost a just a strike it is a strike it's still the protest it's just growing in an extension of a new way um but the left organizing hasn't been able to take over any operations of uh i don't know anything important in these movements i'm not saying that like left it like uh fucking anarchist organizers or you know whatever what have you should take over blm i'm just saying if you're going to have autonomous zones like this or if you're going to have long stakeout strike protests need to much like governments build infrastructures to make sure that you're going to stay there. Uh, I'm not saying that they are or aren't, but most of the uh, feeds that are coming out are actually not of the organizing that's going on down there. It's much more um, just uh, people living in the zone. And it's, uh, it's actually inspiring because it's just peaceful. It's, it's peaceful. Um, you know, and it's so far it shows that it's people just interacting with each other and uh, getting to know each other and uh, participating in mutual aid. So I will try my best to keep on every news that comes out from Chaz. It is very important that we show solidarity with their movement because they have taken the biggest step out of any city to make radical change by forcing their uh, city to do so. They are fortunate for the mayor that they have who seems to be almost like damn near on their side just allowing them to have this space is more than most anybody has done um and i say that allowing because like i said earlier they this the state could smash this at any point uh the mayor could uh but the the optics are not good right now these are not good optics and if they maybe if they had smashed it right now that would just cause autonomous zones almost widespread um i don't know how it hasn't already um but i also don't know how the protests are going on in every city so that's when we hit the okay and that's the thing too though is that there's also not a uh we need to be spreading a hub that has all the live updates of the protests, but it needs to be from uh, from us. It can't be from Washington Post, NPR. We need um, a collective of people who are on the ground there spreading information of what's going on down there. I think it's so decentralized right now that if we just pull it in a little bit more and share what we are experiencing with each other, I think that'll be... Um, especially right now because Seattle's building an autonomous zone and the other cities, it seems like it's almost just gone dark and you have to look at separate websites to get live updates. That's what I'm saying is to be able to find, um, these live updates, they're, uh, spread out. You're not going to find a central hub of where you can follow these movements and how they're changing in their cities and what kind of reform each city is trying to get and face. I mean, we need nationwide, right? So we need to see what every city is doing and how they're handling it. That is my personal opinion. It seems like Philadelphia 
still going. It seems like Miami. Um, there's a Dow, uh, New York City protest schedule. Um, so yeah, I mean, if we, if there's anybody listening who knows of a centralized reporting or if, I don't know, you have the means to get a centralized reporting, I think it would be really important if much like the 24 hour news cycle, we can keep up with these. That's, I really think that's how you're going to every protest. I think that's how you're going to keep the consistency of the movement. And we have to be able to share this information with everybody participating in the movement. Um, it's uh, it's uh, I love that it's uh, a grassroots movement, but it is so decentralized that with uh, without a bit of uh, more focused, zoned in organizing, I fear for the longevity of our movements. Every every time something happens now, like we can't get stronger every time this happens you know and that that's what's been happening is we get stronger from this but is it really strong enough to keep fighting back whenever something happens and what am i doing you know i'm here just fucking talking out of my ass bro i want to be there i want to be there but god damn it i am tied down um so i do what i can right now before i have to dip in the next half hour you see what i'm saying um yeah the the article right here all right seattle police retracted claims that protesters at the capitol hill autonomous zone have been extorting local businesses the seattle times reported yeah boy i'm gonna go to the seattle times one no police reports filed and they have a beautiful mural a black lives matter painted down the street Mm. It's pretty cool. It has been more than two weeks since the death of George Floyd, a black man who... I'm uh, a black man who was killed on May 25th by a white Minneapolis police officer who pressed his knee on Floyd's neck for several minutes. The protests over Floyd's death, police tactics, and systemic racism continue, not just in Washington and the United States, but around the world. See, even more important why we need to centralize all of this is because the proletariat is a global, uh, the proletariat revolution is a global revolution. Whew, boy, tired. Gotta sip that juice. Sip that juice. All right. Earlier this week, Seattle police took down barricades near the East Precinct on Capitol Hill and boarded up the building. Since then, protesters have claimed the area, renaming it the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, a.k.a. Chaz. The following graphic shows what this portion of Capitol Hill looks like. Yes, indeed. Uh, I did look at this a little bit right here. we got light fencing, traffic barriers, medical bar uh, metal barricades, block streets to vehicle traffic create a pedestrian only zone um it's right off of 12th street blocking off about a block of 12th and pine all the way to pike um and then from 10th avenue moving east to west you got from 10th to 13th you got uh the barriers blocking off about that much room and then they have a little bit of portion there right off 
<laughs> Pardon me. Ah. Um, port uh, part of it portioned off of 11th. On Pine. Um, Black Lives Matter has been painted on East Pine Street between 10th Avenue East and 11th Avenue East. Uh, tents are set up around a community garden in uh, Cal Anderson Park. So way off in the distance is a community garden. That's wonderful. But the autonomy zone itself is the East uh, Precinct Police Department. They're blocking the cops from going back to work. Um, just the front of the building, I see. The unfortunate thing is, as you see here, they don't have any of this side. And so, I mean, they're <laughs> it's pretty easy to circle them. You know, this isn't, this isn't going to be... Uh, it's great. It's great. It's, it really is great. And the fact that there's a garden up here is even better. It's just it what it does worry me because it's a very small zone. And I don't know about how most of this really grows to be uh, really hopeful that it will take the rest of Pine Street. Throughout, th uh, throughout Thursday on this page, we'll post updates from Seattle Times journalists and other protesters in the Seattle area. Updates from Wednesday can be found here. So, you know, if you want live updates from on the ground, uh, Seattle Times is doing it there. I haven't found any freelance journalists or journalists that I followed before that are covering this. So that's unfortunate. But like I said, it's going to be it's going to develop over time. Right now, they're just kind of building the community itself. And uh, that's not going to give us a lot of what's going on unless we get um, some honest reporting from people who are interested in spreading the message of what it is. But like I said, it seems like this is still very disorganized. It seems like it's coming together, though. I don't doubt it. And like the fact that they had their demands pretty, pretty quickly, um, like of the night, almost of the night that they took it um, means that they had this prepared in a, in a way. To have that bargaining power, maybe, or to have these demands on hand from an organization, but with their demands being there, I, I do think that there's probably the uh, kind of people that you want there to help sustain this strike. It's a strike. It could reach a level of general strike if we uh, really had that centralized journalism about all of this, but uh, everything about the movement in America right now is so decentralized. Yeah. Um That's weird. That's weird. There's a Montreal article here. It's all police brutality though. I was trying to find something that we can move on to from from Chaz and I mean I'm just scrolling down here and it said uh Montreal this man uh, reported here by Angela McCasey by CTV News up in Montreal. It says, uh, to show good faith, quote, Montreal man invites police into his home and ends up handcuffed and bleeding. What? Montreal, the video shows three Montreal police officers taking down a black man inside his apartment and then escorting him out in handcuffs. They speak French. Vous êtes sur 
I don't know what that means. Video from late April, and the man is Lois Chattel Ellie. He says the incident left him bleeding in the back of a cruiser for an hour before the officers called an ambulance. But it all started, he says, with a mysterious report of a loud party at the apartment where he was alone with his girlfriend. A report so strange that he invited the officers inside to see the reality for themselves. Now, he says, the whole episode is reminding him that interacting with SPVM officers makes him feel in danger, even when he's cooperating. And with the protests of the last weeks, he's been reminded that other Montrealers need to know how this feels. I was, uh, uh, here's a quote by him. Uh, I was under no obligation to let them in my house, but I did so by wanting to collaborate with them and show good faith. I felt betrayed and abused by them. No collaboration on their part. They just want to intimidate us and show that they have authority. When I see the Montreal police, I do not feel safe at all, but rather threatened. Yeah, this is uh, it's not the first time that I've experienced racial profiling by the SPVM. It is only the first time that it was actually filmed. It is not normal that in my country in Canada that I feel in danger towards peace officers. They call them peace officers. Uh, they get into his backstory. Huh. Montreal man is speaking out and sharing video of an arrest that happened inside his apartment. He says he's the victim of racial discrimination and police brutality because he's black and he's hired a lawyer. Angela McKenzie reports. No, no, no. In this video from late April, three Montreal police officers take down Lois Chatel Ali inside his apartment and then escort him out in handcuffs. He says the incident left him bleeding and says officers left him in a cruiser for an hour before calling an ambulance. Exactly what happened isn't clear. In an earlier video shot by Chatel Ali, the officers arrive at his door and say they're responding to a noise complaint of a party in his apartment. Chatel Ali explains he's alone with his girlfriend, inviting officers inside to see for themselves. Inside, they ask for his name. He asks them to leave, but they don't. He says he asked several times and lightly touched an officer to direct him to the door. That's when things appear to escalate. Though there isn't video of the entire event, his lawyer says officers should have left when he asked them to. They, they didn't have a warrant. He, he doesn't have to say yes. So that was a, he wanted to show that he, he was willing to collaborate with the police officers. But when you give your consent, you're allowed also to take it back. Race relations advocate Faux Niemi says it's an all too common story in Montreal, saying police need better training, especially in conduct and sensitivity. Yeah, just follow our path. Just keep retraining them. Just keep retraining them, bro. I don't know how prevalent it's been in Montreal for a while, but they have had their own protests, and so that's why it's funny to me. Ah, uh, man. It is a... Uh, the proletariat is a global proletariat. Nike to recognize Juneteenth as a paid holiday. Nike! Hitting the bare motherfucking minimum, bro. Woo! Lobby. Lobby, bro. Use your fucking lobbying power. To to get uh <laughs> to get to 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 get some fucking justice in this place, bro.
Nike to recognize Juneteenth as a paid holiday. How nice to be working at Nike. Fucking assholes, man. Systemic racism does not get fixed by your tiny gestures. All right? We all need to make a mass wave of movements to get sweeping reform. If we all did it, there would be no reason to be afraid. But Nike is afraid. So they do the bare minimum. Because they want to make money. They all do. It's frustrating to me. Officer who knelt with George Floyd protesters accused of insubordination a day later. Traitor. Breonna Taylor case. Detective reassigned after. Aha. <laughs> Jesus. There's so it's all police. It's all just covering police brutality. And while that's um that's fine. We already know it's fucked up. What we need is the updates on the movements of getting it changed. We don't need to be keep batteried. We don't want to just keep getting banged with Montreal man beat up in his own apartment. We don't want off uh, Atlanta, uh, Atlanta police officer charged in tasing of college students was named in prior excessive force lawsuit. We don't need officer charged with killing George Floyd still eligible for pension worth more than a million dollars. Holy fuck. All right, I'm clicking that one. Um... I'm not going to I don't I'm not sure I'm going to read that right now but cuz I'm going to get my point here. This is the top news right now on Reddit. Illinois representative Rush says officers caught on cam lounging in campaign office amid looting. Chicago officers who kneel with protesters could be kicked out of police union. Uh actually that one is pretty relevant to the movement. Yep, save that one right there. Um Officer who nope nope it's just literally we're we're we we're not gonna get anything done like this. Officer who shot Jessica Williams was recommended for firing. Instead, he was suspended forty five days. We know how fucked up this shit is. We know, we know. But where what are we doing about it? Where are those headlines? Here we go. Houston passes budget that increases police funding amid calls to defund. I just took a look at the camera. San Francisco police won't respond to neighbor disputes, other non-criminal calls. Ah. I mean, there's a there's an interesting way, but yet again, like, you can't just leave, like, neighbor disputes to nothing. You know, you just can't drop nothing. You know, that's like leaving a power vacuum. You do need to replace the the neighbor disputes with the system to make sure that neighbor disputes are solved in a nonpartisan way because you have two people who are probably stubborn as fuck um llapd launches over 50 investigations into they might be able to solve it on themselves but i doubt it because you know san francisco is a large fucking place imagine having a giant city just not fucking have police show up when somebody is uh when it's a neighbor dispute and they're like oh that's a that's a non-criminal call because it's a neighbor dispute. Fuck you, man. I don't know. It just seems like that's like the kind of shit right there that the the police union pulls so that we don't uh so that we uh remember uh you know what it was like when we had daddy around. There it is. Stop reporting on homeless people. That's cool. School discipline interventions. I'm cool with that. Do not get in involved with those. You don't need uh you don't need uh, armed professionals 
Uh, we know that lack of equity in our society overall leads to a lot of problems that police are being asked to solve, she said in the release. We're going to keep going with these additional reforms and continue to find ways to reinvest in communities that have historically been underserved and harmed by systemic racism. Good on you, San Francisco, but the only thing I can say is that the people of San Francisco pay attention to the legislation that they're passing because a lot of the language that they have is vague as fuck. I don't see plans here. I don't see propositions. I don't see a fucking ballot. All I see is language that says, hey, hey, shush, shush, shush. We are going to keep going with these additional reforms and continuing to find ways to reinvest in communities that have historically been undeserved and harmed by systemic racism. That's how we're going to fucking destroy systemic racism right there. That's how we're going to destroy the institution of white supremacy right there is soft language to calm the masses. Fuck out of here, bro. Shit. But I do appreciate them taking these steps. I just don't think that, the, yet again, the government's not being as effective as it could be because the interests of the people um, are blasé in their opinion. Oh, yeah. LAPD launches over 50 investigations into officer conduct during the protests. Yes, please, please have the police department uh, investigate its own officers. Yes. So much yes. Report, Amazon to be hit with antitrust charges as soon as next week over third-party seller data. <laughs> They've been selling your information, bruh. They've been selling your shit. I talked about this a little bit on how Facebook doesn't really want to combat the misinformation on their website. They don't want to uh, get too involved with all those conspiracy theories and anti-vaxxers and flat earthers. They don't want to uh, squalm their qu uh, stomp on their free speech rights, right? Um, but he is willing to sell your information to billionaires. Your information, which helps uh, sell products to you, but also really get to know you on a consumer level. I don't want to say like a personal level, but mostly it based off your likes, your online activity on Facebook, your messages, if they feel, if they feel like it's deemed. Um, you probably might even have a dating website on there. You might have a market on there. There's a lot of information that they can pull from you, millions of others. And in fact, let's talk about Cambridge Analytica, who used the information of one account that they can get into to then research the accounts branched out from there. They would then spread out to the accounts out there, gather all that information so that they can then figure out how to properly advertise a Trump presidency. Yes, sir. And so we're getting misinformation from a platform and they're getting our information from a platform. How do you think that's going to work out in the future? Who is going to have the level of uh, bargaining power uh, at the table of democracy? Hmm? <laughs> All right, European regulators are set to file antitrust charges against Amazon and the living Lex Luthor, Jeff Bezos, over the alleged use of third-party seller data to compete with retailers on its e-commerce platform, the Wall Street Journal reports. What? That's funny. Oh, he owns the Washington Post. The Wall Street Journal reports that he uh, compete with retailers on its e-commerce platform. Uh, use of third-party seller data? That's not illegal in America. 
Is it? It's, uh, I thought scrutiny of Amazon's treatment of third-party sellers has escalated after a uh, Wall Street Journal investigation published in April found that Amazon employees use seller data when considering new private label products. An Amazon lawyer told Congress last year, quote, we don't use individual seller data directly to compete with them, unquote. However, the newspaper's investigation revealed ways that even aggregated data could provide insights into top-selling third-party products in many instances. He's already done this. He, he uh, Jeff Bezos' website would uh, completely slash their price just to undercut the, the competition. Uh, regulators and legislators in the U.S. and abroad have questioned Amazon's potential conflict of interest as both a marketplace operator and first-party retailer. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos has pointed to the growth of third-party sales on Amazon as evidence that the company is operating a fair marketplace. Hmm. So, with its third-party sellers... <laughs> They're also finding that they are getting Facebooked with their own data. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos has pointed out, yeah, I already read that, the share of physical gross merchandise sales on Amazon by third-party sellers was 58%. That's pretty good. That's high, isn't it? That's pretty high. Why did independent sellers do so much better selling on Amazon than they did on eBay? He wrote on 2019 letter and why were uh, independent sellers able to grow so much faster than Amazon's own highly organized first party sales organization. There isn't one answer, but we do know one extremely important part of the answer. We hope the independent sellers compete against our first party business by investing in and offering them the very best selling tools we could imagine and build. What I find fascinating, though, is that if they did build all of that infrastructure for them, they would just eventually buy that third party and then become the first party and then just completely eclipse it all. The former uh, statement of objections against Amazon could come from the European Commission as early as next week or the week after. It's fascinating. It is a process to uh, justify Amazon's actions. And the thing is, is if our bureaucracy, whether it's the European Commission or the uh, Congress, if they pacify what he's doing, then, you know... We can say we can talk about how evil it is, but he will never be prosecuted or anything like that. Indicated that the EU's past experience investigating and prosecuting companies such as Google and Alphabet have shaped its approach and its pursuit of new powers to force changes in businesses practices. I don't really think they did that much. Um, they just I, I, governments want bargaining power. They also want companies to work for them as well. But like, you know, it's just like making a deal. You know, they're going to work with you as much as they get out of the deal. Uh, quote, we may still find ourselves dealing with digital platforms that have become so dominant that they're effectively private regulators with the power to set the rules for markets that depend on those platforms. Ha, 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 ha. No, monopolies. Um, yeah, it's been a problem for almost everything for a long while. Um, yep, yep. Nothing new there. That doesn't have to cause any more harm to competition if they use that de facto regulatory power in a way that lets fair competition thrive. But we know from experience that these big platforms don't always do that. In fact, our competition enforcement has taught us a lot about the sort of behavior by dominant platforms that can stop the markets which they regulate from working well. And we can draw on that experience to design regulations that clearly set out what those platforms can do with their power and what they can't. See, they're setting a deal to have more bargaining chips against Amazon so that Amazon 
is not just uh just fucking them which it could it could it has the power to fuck over the entire planet um but graciously uh luther bezos has not done that to us graciously you know out of the kindness of his heart uh <laughs> let's see here let's keep moving police report killing is almost entirely thing i had gotten into that yesterday they did not fill out the report for the death of brianna taylor the murder of brianna taylor they have not filled out the reports which shows their level of giving a shit I don't know enough about India, but we have one Indian killed, four injured by uh, four injured in firing by Nepal police near border with Bihar. <laughs> uh, are they having their own protests? At least one Indian was killed and four others were injured after Nepal police allegedly fired indiscriminately on them at the border near Sitamari district in Bihar on Friday. Sources said the firing took place after a clash between the Indians and personnel of Nepal police at the Lalbandi Janki Nagar border in Pipra Parsane Panchat under Sanabarsha police station of the district. I cannot say most of these words. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, let's see. Oil government forced to defer new map claiming Indian territory. Indian Nepal tussle. So I guess uh, Ali government forced to defer new map claiming uh, Indian territory. Nepal government forced defer a constitutional amendment to update national map. They took a piece of India? Nepal PM KP Sharma Ali wants to update map claiming Indian territories. Main opposition, Nepali Congress Party sought more time to discuss the issue. Wants to include three different cities as part of Nepal. The road started after India inaugurated an 80 kilometer road. From one place to another, uh, Indian Army chief had hinted that China could be behind Nepal's reaction. We are having like a little bit of a redistribution of land over in the east side of the world. Meanwhile, an Indian ex-diplomat said that Kathmuda's mood move wasn't right. We have very good relations with Nepal. The steps that have they they have taken. Should be reviewed. There's no reason to. There are treaties. Yeah, we know how much governments respect treaties. That's why we have governments, is so that they can make treaties for them to disrespect. Everything is established under the Treaty of Sugali. Our borders have been detailed. Now, raising an issue suddenly and talking about a constitutional amendment is wrong given our relations. We should sit down and talk since we are friends. That was a that was a man, uh, a quote from a a citizen. I'm not sure who he is. Um, again, you can check out the sources on YouTube.com where I archive this video and also on Twitch. 
Um, yeah, that was the Hindu U Houston Times. Hin Wait, it's like Hindu Stand Times. Yeah, Hindu Stand Times. I'm an ignorant, illiterate fuck, so pardon me. Oh, man. Uh, Customs and Border Protection use money meant for food and medicine on dirt bikes and ATVs. Yeah, there's no genocide going on at the border. No, don't look at that. Um, there is not neglect and misconduct at the border. Do not look at that. Google drones will drop library books to students. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, it's too bad you got to pay for it, though. Libraries are usually free. Um, North Korea questions need to hold hands with U.S. Oh, boy. Why is that? I haven't heard much of North Korea. Anybody heard from North Korea lately? Not me. All right. Um, let's see here. North Korea has marked the two-year anniversary of the first summit between Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump by questioning the need to keep holding hands with the U.S. Ha-ha! <laughs> he just, like, turned coats. He's just like, ha! I've been building nukes the whole time! And Trump's like, ah, you son of a bitch. And, but it's like, we all knew. We all knew. Um, let's see here. The remarks are a snub to Mr. Trump, who has touted his relationship with Yang Yang as one of key successes of his presidency. Relations to both countries had greatly improved in the lead up to historic talks in Singapore, but little progress has been made. Yeah, we knew that from the onset. He's still been doing the missile tests that were supposed to be illegal once upon a time ago. North Korea would never again provide him with another package to be used for achievements without receiving any returns. The question is whether there will be a need to keep holding hands shaken in Singapore, he said, as there is nothing of factual improvement to be made in maintaining the personal relationship. They don't need us anymore. They've grown up. Foreign Minister said Pyongyang would instead build up more reliable force to cope with the long-term military threats from the U.S. Boom, bro. They're like, we got Trump right now, but, like, you know how it do at the U.S. every four years. Mr. Trump and Mr. Kim's summit in Singapore in 2018 was the first meeting between a sitting president and a North Korean leader. Meeting was seen as a breakthrough after decades of antagonism. Saw both countries agree in vague terms to work together towards denuclearization that's what i said uh ended without agreement yeah there's never been an agreement here um all the u.s did or trump did was legitimize uh kim as a leader and allow him to participate in diplomatic affairs to say that he even had some bargaining power so that's cool right yeah that's fucking cool, right? Like the 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 North Korea just feels a little bit strengthened here, and of course they don't expect anything from us as much. Like they're so much closer to China than us. Like not like even locally, like politically, you know. So, um, 
it's fascinating that we really thought that that was going to go anywhere. But yet, um, whenever like any Democrat president wants to meet with Kim Jong, uh, what have you, uh, they get shit for it. But when a Republican does it, in fact, when Trump does it, he it's it's just par for the course, baby. Russia nuclear power sub enters service amid arms control fears. Yay! Russian nuclear power sub enters service amid arms control fears. Has anybody checked the uh, the uh, the doomsday clock? The doomsday clock. Uh, go, go check the because that's a ticking now. You know, it's been at a hundred seconds to midnight since the beginning of this year, but still, um, here we are uh escalating we going up the escalator baby uh reported by reuters uh-huh russian nuclear power sub enters service amid arms control fears Russia's most advanced new nuclear-powered submarine entered service on Friday, the defense ministry said, at a time growing arms control tensions between Moscow and the West. The Kenya's Vladimir, oh, Prince Vladimir, designed to carry Bulova intercontinental nuclear missiles, was enrolled into the Navy during Friday's Russia Day celebrations. Russia Day. The announcement comes against the background of a rift with Western powers over Ukraine and fears of a burgeoning arms race following the demise of a landmark Cold War era nuclear pact, which Trump backed out of. Uh, the Boreas class submarine is named after a ruler of the medieval Kievan Rus, the territory in modern day Ukraine from which a Russian state would later emerge. Huh. The first upgraded N-55A model to be produced in the Bori class is one of the centerpieces in President Vladimir Putin's plans to upgrade the nuclear-powered fleet. The Bori submarine project started shortly after the fall of the Soviet Union, had long been plagued by shortages of cash and failures during tests of the Bolova missile. Global arms control architecture erected during the Cold War to keep Washington and Moscow in check. <sighs> has come under strain since the demise of the Intermediate and Deranged Nuclear Forces Treaty. Demise of it. They destroyed it. Uh, they nuked the Nuclear Forces Treaty. In August last year... Uh, pardon me. It has been a long week. Holy fuck. In August last year, the United States pulled out of the Accord the ban that banned the deployment of short and intermediate range missiles, accusing Moscow of flouting it something russia denies uh-huh the last major nuclear arms control treaty between russia and the united states the new start treaty is due to expire in 2021 it limits the number of strategic nuclear warheads the world's two biggest nuclear powers can deploy <laughs> yeah i mean uh we're approaching apocalypse now so uh, why not get all your nukes ready to make sure that all these fucking peasants don't touch your water so you can hold out before the other power dies fucking cool there's nothing to worry about you know you know 2021 is lit right but 2021 is gonna be some flames bro you know all right let's see 
Let's see, let's see. Let's get one more before we bounce about this bizzle. Huh. Alright, what is fresh? What is fresh here? King Leopold ranges renamed in Australia amid global BLM protests. Man charged in deputy ambush scrawled extremist boogaloo phrases in blood. The boogaloo has been gaining some traction lately. It has been gaining some fucking traction lately. Not much. Not much, but uh you know, the mainstream media is mentioning boogaloo. And I feel like this is probably encouraging them. This is probably getting them all kinds of fucking excited. Uh, Steven Carrillo, accused of killing a sheriff's deputy in Santa Cruz County, California, wrote the words on the hood of a car. Yep. 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 You want you want to know who wants nothing to do with the uh, boogaloo is those thug anarchists. Those thug anarchists want absolutely nothing to do with this. Sure, we would prefer a different state to live under, different rules, different circumstances, but this, this is not what we want. This is a far-right movement. This is what you get when you have conservatives just go too fucking far, way too far. All right. Steven Carrillo, a California man who was charged with murder after he ambushed two Santa Cruz County deputies, scrawled phrases tied to an online far-right extremist movement. There it is. At least they had gotten that part right. It is an online far-right extremist movement. The only thing is, is how long is it going to be online for? Because the memes are online. The activism... Uh, quote unquote is online but it seems like it's starting to bleed into the streets Carrillo uh, killed Sergeant Damon Gutzwiller Gutzwiller critically injured another deputy and threw pipe bombs at police on June 6th and yet all I keep hearing about is these thugs in Seattle um, before he was apprehended Carrillo scrawled the word boog and I became unreasonable in blood on the hood of a car. Boog is short for Boogaloo, a far-right anti-government movement that began on the extremist site 4chan and aims to start a second civil war. I am glad they also got that in there. Um, it's the truth. The phrase, I became unreasonable, has become a meme in public Boogaloo communities on Facebook. Public communities on Facebook. This article, which I'm sure is not in favor of Facebook, has just played it out for us very, very distinctly that Facebook uh, creates an environment for far-right extremists. So if you expect uh, 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 an ISIS in America, like a new age ISIS, expect it to come out of 4chan and Facebook. You fucking kidding me? All right. Whoop, whoop. Uh, one recent meme on Facebook shows a man holding a boogaloo flag at a protest along with the phrase, become unreasonable. 
they are advocating for violence. And every time I watch Fox News and they're talking about all these people who aren't doing anything about the looters, that's an act, that's a call, an act of violence. Um, not for it, not liking it, not digging it, because all we are facing here is that the rich want to watch us kill ourselves. They want to watch us rip each other apart, whether it's the police ripping us apart, whether it's us ripping the police apart, or... Well, they don't want us to defund the police. I meant like fighting in the streets. They don't want the police to go anywhere. Or they want the boogaloo to show up, and then we just go out a full civil war for their entertainment because that would pro most likely be broadcast on social media. I'm just saying class warfare is live, and it is direct. I Became Unreasonable is a reference to a quote written by Marvin Haymeyer. Haymeyer? An anti-government extremist who bulldozed 13 buildings in Granby, Colorado in retribution for a zoning dispute. <laughs> I don't know enough about Marvin Hemeyer, but I mean, this is, uh, I would say it is a good phrase for uh, uh, an anti-government movement. But the the problem is, is how it's being reappropriated re to just... Um, lash out indiscriminate violence against uh, your fellow citizens and the government um they are not your they are not we are not your enemy boogaloo we did not take your jobs we did not do a lot of the things that the right said that we did uh but you know i'm not going to be able to convince any of these fools i just i just wanted to extend that out there that um we we, we all have a common enemy and they sit at the top Hemeyer is known by the nickname Killdozer in extremist groups online and is frequently quoted in Boogaloo Discord chats and Facebook groups. Hemeyer is revered in Boogaloo groups, said Megan Squire, a computer science professor, uh, professor at Elon University who tracks online extremism and is monitoring several private Boogaloo groups. Hey. Let's see here. And this is like the kind of stuff that you know, this is kind of how I got put on to Robert Evans. And so when you hear names like this and you see them covering stories that you're interested in, the most important thing to do is to hop on Twitter and immediately see if they have at least that. If they don't have at least that, it's very likely that they do have a medium or in, uh, many other ways to spread their articles. Researching dark places on the Internet. Boom. Caleb's already here. Of course he is. Uh, you know, yeah, see, this, this all makes sense right here. These are all the people that follow the far right, except for, uh, watch the right or right watch or whatever that, uh, page is called. But Caleb here, the guy who is, uh, trying to pull people out of as much far right misinformation, cult terrorism, uh, uh, pipelines as he can. I appreciate his work. Unicorn riot. Who's usually live in the streets for most of this shit. Robert Evans, who does a great, I mean, this guy is just uh, honestly the capital of, uh, he, this is the cream of the crop of journalism right here. He's, he reminds me so much of Hunter S. Thompson, who we've needed so badly in these times. And then Am Sharinko, who actually just posted a lot about uh, Am Sharinko for me to get more understanding. Um, uh, this account is great, though. I, I, I love Am, and I hope Am is out there safe. Um, uh, none of these people know I exist, but I'm glad to be following them and keeping up with these things and adding Megan Squire to this list of uh, reputable people who are uh, battling the alt-right. Oh, actually, Center for Analysis of the Radical Right. I wonder if this would be helpful at all.
I'm going to say no right now. I'll come back to it later. Megan Squire was the ad that I wanted because she's going to produce, she's going, I want to see more of what she has to say on the subject since she is already deep in the study. Uh, Robert Evans uh, over at Bellingcat. If you've never been to Bellingcat, that's another great investigative journalist, uh, freelance almost, uh, site where they cover a wide range of uh, issues. And that's where I discovered Robert Evans talking about the far right. Um, whether it was uh, 8chan and the link between that and the New Zealand motherfucker. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just ranting now, but please go check out all of that shit. Uh, referencing a nickname, Killdozer, represents the intersection between... Okay, so referencing a nickname for Haymeyer Squire said, Killdozer represents the intersection between the libertarian idea of small government and the militant fantasy of the Boogaloo. Haymeyer, as Killdozer, meticulously planned a revenge fantasy on some local government entities that he blamed for excessive regulation of his business. Carrillo... Uh, it's, uh... I don't know if we can we blame simply libertarians on this one are libertarians the makeup of the boogaloo because i'm afraid of like nazi appropriation and libertarian also gives it a little bit softer touch carrillo also wrote the phrase stop the duo duo poly in blood on the car head this one's new to me stop the duo poly it's an otherwise nonviolent political slogan frequently pushed by third party and libertarian candidates. Uh huh. A situation in two, su two suppliers dominate the market for a commodity or service. It's an economic term, but he's using it for politics because he's talking about maybe the dual power structure. Uh, Carrillo's presence on Facebook mostly features support for a libertarian presidential candidate. I wonder if it was Berman. I wonder who it was. Anti-police sentiment. And pro-gun causes his profile picture uh see and it's kind of crazy too like how close like you can either hit extremely left or extremely right with libertarian anti-police sentiment pro-gun causes because i mean that's where i had started in 2012 i was like i'm a fucking libertarian let's get this ron paul shit on bro let's fucking get some shit going i'm fuck get pull out of iraq bro but uh as i became more aware and more conscious and less stupid I found out Ron Paul was the, uh, uh, the uh, just another master uh, and a very bad one, a very bad choice indeed. Um, and then I found out, I, I, I had already knew at that time that I didn't want to vote for Obama. And I had already knew at that time that I didn't want to vote for, who was it at the time? Mitt? I think it was Mitt Romney. Yeah, I believe it was Mitt Romney. And... Uh, and then uh yeah i just uh it was there was a chance i was either gonna swing to the libertarian where i just want a small government whatever that means <laughs> or i want uh no government and and then i asked what both of those meant and i realized that the no government is actually the most powerful government that we could try to enforce um 
I know that all seems very paradoxical, but if you don't understand it, then it's not for you. In one of his last posts on Facebook, Carrillo posted a now infamous video of two Buffalo police officers shoving a 75-year-old man to the ground in a group called, quote, a gun page for poors who know they are poors. It's weird. See, they have class consciousness as well, and yet they want to start, uh, okay. They are the violent revolution, but they seem to be really uh, just angry and decentralized. And the other element is that the Boogaloo doesn't know whether or not they want to uh, install in a white ethno state. So there's that as well. Online Boogaloo messaging has grown increasingly extreme amid pandemic lockdowns and nationwide protests over the killing of George Floyd, according to a recent report by the network Contagion Research Institute. Yeah. An independent nonprofit organization of scientists and engineers that tracks misinformation and hate speech across social media. Elements of the Boogaloo have solved, have evolved from a gathering of militia enthusiasts and Second Amendment advocates into a full-fledged violent extremist group, which uh, inspires lone wolf actors and cell-like actors alike. Yeah, it's not good. Given recent events and the inability of law enforcement to grasp and intercept this new mode of distributed terror, we think an increase in these kinds of violent attacks against police are almost inevitable. And we're screaming about the anarchists. Boogaloo groups are publicly and readily accessible on Facebook, but a company spokesperson told NBC News last week that the social network is now preventing these pages and groups from being recommended on Facebook. So there's that. Facebook accounts tied to three men who were arrested and charged with multiple state and federal violations of conspiracy to cause destruction in pro at protests in Las Vegas were pulled from the platform last week. At least one of them, Stephen T. Parshall, repeatedly posted to Boogaloo groups on Facebook, including the phrase, start fomenting insurrection. As things, yeah, as things deteriorate, they get brave. But again, this is a very uh, indiscriminate, angry movement that may or may not want to install white ethnic states. Um, and on top of that as well, I don't think they really have any other plans uh, for anything, I feel like as soon as somebody wants to take over that movement as a dictatorship, it'll be super easy because they fall in line be behind any strong man. So it's just not a healthy way of getting your anger out against the, the government, where I would argue that uh, creating an autonomous zone is a healthy way to uh, express your grievances against your government. But hey, that's just me, some dude with a chair and a camera chilling, talking, saying um, I, I'm going to have to go, actually. I know that got really spicy there towards the end, but I'm going to have to hop out. I got a 8 to 5 to get to, and uh, I hope to stream here again real soon. I, uh, if, you, if you like this thing, uh, whatever it is, this stream of consciousness bringing you news, please uh, do that thing where you review or like, subscribe, uh, share, whatever you're finding this on. Um, just spread it wherever you can. I would greatly appreciate it because I don't want to keep working my 9 to 5. I want to find a way to get into journalism. I don't have time to do shit. Uh, the bills just keep piling up. And I am ready to bang my head into my TV. But at the same time, I'm glad to just be here and uh, talking about these things with hopefully people that are into the same interests, such as changing the world. Um, but, you know, as Tupac had once said, um, I may not be able to change the world, but I might spark the mind that does. I love you. Have a good day.